0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Anika Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Kratz. So nice to have you here with me. And this is the first kind of introductory episode of the podcast where I just want to give you a little blurb about who I am and what you're going to hear in this podcast. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Anika Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Kratz. So my name is Alex Kratz, and this is the Anika Creates podcast, where we discuss the rapidly changing music industry, the creative side of it, the business side of it, and everything to do with that creative life. Let's start with a little bit about who I am. My name is Alex Kratz, and I'm a professional audio engineer and producer and songwriter, and I've been working in the music industry for over 10 years now, which is probably well over half my life i got started in music very very early on my mother is a piano teacher so literally since before birth i was surrounded by music and when i was very young i did music for young children and then i took piano lessons but i always wanted to be a guitar player i always wanted to take guitar and to be honest it was because of derek from sum 41 i really just looked up to him and thought he was the best so that's what got me into guitar I was writing my own songs and very interested in that side of things, but recording wasn't nearly as accessible back then as it was now, and at least that I had access to. So, I was just writing my own songs and I actually was recording them on one of those old voice memo recorders that didn't even have a compressor in it. This was before iPhones were around and had, you know, voice memo apps in them. I eventually started a band and I really wanted to have recordings of our songs, so we'd use this voice memo recorder and we'd put it upstairs on top of the air vent so that it was far enough away from us to be able to record and not completely just be a distorted mess. Obviously, that sounded a bit strange because it was through an air vent, but Still, that was the early stages of me recording. My parents saw early on that I had a big interest in this, and they decided one year for Christmas that they were going to get me some recording software and an interface. So my parents started me off with Cubase and this little interface, and I started there, and I thought this was the coolest thing ever because... I could layer my guitar tracks. I could like put things on top of each other. And before this, that had not even been a concept to me. I still remember early on, I went to the music store and I asked the guy who was kind of the recording expert. I said, Hey, here's my songs. Why don't they sound like Nickelback? Like my guitars, why don't they sound like Nickelback? And he's like, okay, let me take a listen. He listened to them. And of course it's a mono guitar. It's not doubled. It's with an amp simulator plug-in that, is just on the default setting. And props to him. He didn't laugh at me. He didn't put me down. He just went, you know, I think maybe you should try some compression. And, you know, have you tried some EQ? And I was blown away by this. I had no concept of what any of that was. So I went home super excited to try these new techniques and see, you know, how this worked. And if I could make it sound like Nickelback, The other funny part of that story is that the guy who I asked at the music store is actually still to this day one of my best friends, and we work on a lot of music projects together. He really gave me my first start professionally because he owned a studio just outside of town where I ended up working, but I'll get to that in a minute. I started on Cubase, and then I slowly moved into Sony Vegas, and then eventually I bought my first Pro Tools rig, and Pro Tools has basically been an extension of my hand ever since. I'd started learning how to record my own songs, and as a songwriter, by the age of 15, I had already produced and engineered my own record, and I eventually had built and opened up my own recording studio in my basement. I took over one of the rooms in the basement, actually two rooms in the basement, built some walls, built some angled glass, and soundproofed it to the best of my ability so that I could bring bands down there and record. This was, I think, early grade nine, and I had started recording my friends' bands out of the basement, because what I discovered when my parents gave me the software is I loved the act of recording and writing songs while recording just as much, if not more, than I liked actually playing in the band that they got me the recording software to record so that's kind of the path that I went down I decided you know what I really want to record a lot more stuff so I started recording friends bands at about the same time I kept reaching out to the recording guy at the music store I knew he had a recording studio just outside town so I asked him hey can I come and shadow and intern I'll do whatever you want uh, I just really would love to see how a recording studio is and so I went out a couple times and I just kept going back and kept going back and my parents I am so lucky for them they they kept driving me out there pretty much every night after school and every possible weekend that I could go because at that point, I still couldn't drive. They would drive me out there and drop me off and leave me there with Jay and Ryan and Jay and Ryan, big shout out to those guys because they really had faith in me and really started me out and decided to give me a chance instead of just saying, oh, this high school kid is just a, a pain. They let me in. They taught me some values. They taught me how to work my way up they taught me so much about recording, but also how to get into the business. Even for them, I was sitting there and I was learning, but I also had to go clean the toilets and go make lunch and all that kind of stuff that They just needed done. So early on, I was an intern for them. I grew with the studio till I was actually one of the main engineers there, and I did a lot of sessions for them as well as bringing my own sessions out to that studio. It had a bigger space for things that I couldn't do in my own home recording studio. So I worked out there at The Swamp, it was called, with them for many years as well as running my own studio, which was Anik Studios, out of my basement. Eventually, I decided I was going to go to school, so I went to Oyart, in London, Ontario, which is the Ontario Institute of Audio Recording Technology, which was highly regarded in the industry as one of the best audio engineering schools you could go to. Jay and Ryan had both gone there and they gave me recommendations, so I went there for my 11-month program where I learned a lot and grew kind of the foundation of my recording knowledge a little bit more technically. After learning from Jay and Ryan, I knew a lot about engineering and I knew a lot about running a session, but I hadn't really dived into exactly how a compressor works, or how to think about a mix more in-depth and more technically. So they taught me a lot about acoustics and the science behind things, as well as how to actually run a session on a more professional level. But also one of the greatest things that I got out of that school was the connections and the networking opportunities. So I graduated near the top of my class, and upon graduating, they helped me find an opportunity at a major recording studio in Toronto. And that was Noble Studio studios, which was a brand new world-class studio that had just opened in the heart of Toronto. And I got the opportunity to go down to be an intern there. And so, within a month of graduating, I was packing all my things up in the car to move down to Toronto to sleep on Ryan's couch, who had moved there to be with his band, to do a two week trial of an internship at the studio. And after two weeks, they were going to tell me if I was a good fit and I could stay or if it just wasn't going to work, at which point I would have gone back to Stratford, which is where I'm from. A funny side note to this is that when I first packed up all the stuff in the car, which was my parents' car, my parents weren't even in Ontario. They were actually on the other side of the country in Vancouver and one night I had to call them and go hey I've packed everything in the car I'm going to Toronto tonight and I'm staying with Ryan and I have an interview tomorrow morning at this amazing recording studio I just got an email this afternoon about it and I'm going down And I'm claiming I live at Ryan's so that they'll give me an opportunity to intern there. And my parents just kind of dealt with it and hoped for the best. And I found out much later that they were actually really nervous about that because I'd never driven on the 401 before, let alone down to Toronto. But they let me go because they knew how big of an opportunity this was for me. They decided, you know what, it's going to be fine. He'll navigate his way in Toronto. It's going to be okay. Okay. So they let me go, and I stayed on Ryan's couch, and I did my two-week trial, and they loved me, and so I stayed there as an unpaid intern for another six months before I got hired. But I worked there like it was my full-time job the whole time. And I lived with Ryan, and I would go there every day, all day, every hour I possibly could, and I put in so much work, which was a lot of getting coffees and getting lunches and doing runs and setups and teardowns, but I didn't care because I was soaking in every ounce of knowledge that I could. ...and making connections with everybody and building up the fact that they needed me. So, after about six months of being an unpaid intern, I finally got hired as an assistant engineer. Now, the advantage I had was that the studio was very new when I first got hired... ...and they actually only had one full-time assistant at the time that I got hired as the second full-time assistant. So, this meant I was at the right place at the right time to get hired so quickly... But the other thing that it meant is over the years of being an assistant there, I helped shape the reputation of the studio, the systems that the studio used, and the way that people saw the studio. Because when I first came on board, it was such a new place that the couple of us that were there first got to really help build the way that the studio was run and the way that clients expected to be treated and dealt with while they were there. And we gained such a reputation because of that, that we got a lot of major artists coming through that had heard of how amazing the experience was there. To this day, I'm still very proud of the way that the studio is run. I was involved in setting the bar really, really high for everybody that followed me and all the interns that I trained. I trained them at a very high caliber because that is what I wanted to see and what I knew clients would want to see. So over my time at the studio, I was there for just over seven years. I grew from being the newly hired assistant to their head assistant to one of their engineers. And by the time that I left, a lot of people had actually considered me their head engineer I got to work on so many different projects from brand new bands that were just starting out all the way to bands that have been around for decades to records that we did that ended up being chart-topping and platinum records, gold records, major artists in, you know, every different genre. And I got to work alongside or for many different engineers and producers And I gained so much knowledge from everybody that I worked with, and I got to put it all together and use the bits and pieces that I liked from certain people, and I got to put all the pieces that I liked together to make my style of recording and making records. And at a certain point, I decided it was time for me to move on and to go freelance as a freelance engineer and producer to be able to focus more on my producing. And I still go back to Noble Street from time to time and do projects for them or bring projects I'm working on to the studio, but I'm a freelance engineer. Now, I also wanted to go freelance to be able to focus more on my other interests in photography and videography and different things that weren't just engineering records for bands at Noble Street. I wanted to explore different studios, work with different artists that couldn't necessarily afford Noble Street because it was a pretty fancy place, which means not a lot of artists, especially in the genres that I listen to prominently, could afford to go there. After a while, I decided that it was my time. So that leads me to now and why I decided to start this podcast and really the whole Anik Creates brand. Part of my inspiration for it was nearing the end of my time at noble street i started to really notice the different people that came out of different audio engineering schools or even that didn't go to audio engineering schools and the same consistent questions i would get from them and the things that schools would just not care to teach them and i thought i have a very unique perspective on a lot of these topics and a lot of the different parts about making music because whether you're a professional who's been doing this for a long time as a freelancer or whether you're freshly out of school or or thinking about going to school, or never want to go to school, I think that I have a unique perspective and a unique set of knowledge that I can share with each and every one of you. After having worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry at the highest level, I've gained knowledge that a lot of people never, ever get the opportunity to within their lifetime. And there's a very different set of knowledge you gain from working side by side with these people than what they share on different learning platforms like their master classes or other things. But I have the, the knowledge, and I also relate with everybody who's making music in today's day and age with computers and small studios, bedroom studios, while also having worked with and gained knowledge and am very much a guy who works in big studios on big records. And I want to bring that knowledge that I've learned to everybody else. So, in this podcast, I want to talk about my unique perspective on making music at the professional level. I want to talk about professionalism and how to step up your professional game, whether you're trying to get a job at a professional studio or just to up your game as a freelancer or a home studio owner or anything in between. And I want to help you build your career in this rapidly changing music industry and how to set yourself apart, be more professional. Down the line, I want to talk with different bands and different artists about how they're navigating, how they're building a career, how they make a living off of what they do and I hope to bring you value as well as entertainment and something you can look forward to listening to each and every week that's it for this episode guys I hope you're as excited as I am for the future of this podcast you can find me on twitter at Anik Creates you can also join me on facebook at my facebook page Anik Creates and also go check out my website anikcreates.ca I have all my newest updates there and subscribe to my newsletter there so I can keep you up to date I have amazing things coming i also have a youtube channel you can find me at at anik creates i make vlogs as well as pro tools tutorials mixing tutorials and all sorts of different videos so go check me out there that stuff is coming just after the launch of this podcast but go check it out and subscribe so you're ready when i start dropping content there as well thank you so much for joining me i will see you in the next episode and until then always be creating Thank you for listening to the Anika Creates podcast. Be sure to check out anikacreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.